Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, and it's, I think, 19th or 20th year now, so we're very excited about that. As you know, the purpose of the show is to bring you positive and inspiring stories, uplifting stories, and ways to help you improve and empower your life. And today certainly uh, is one of those days uh, in a great way. Um, My guests today are Marjorie Lau and Renee Ordino, and they are the founders and creators of MarloHydroponics.com. And what they're talking about is a cleaner beauty for a much better world. The story of Marlo Hydroponics Skincare begins with the friendship of Marjorie Lau and Renee Ordino, who both worked for world-renowned beauty companies. They were both influenced by strong family values, a love of nature, a passion for healthy living, and making a positive difference in the world. It was the combination of their professional backgrounds, global marketing and cosmetic chemistry, along with their kindred spirits, that led them to pursue a creative new challenging researching hydroponics as a way to formulate better skincare. It started as a makeshift lab in Renee's kitchen. It was there where they began compounding a potent hydrosol from the dissolent of hydroponically grown tomatoes, which became Marlowe's exclusive skincare line using sustainable technology of hydroponics at its core. And welcome, Marjorie and Renee. All right. Patricia. (laughs) Welcome. All right. Let's start with uh, how you both uh, found each other and got together. So let's start with um, Marjorie. Go ahead. Right. Well, thank you for having us on your show, Patricia. It means a lot to us. Um, Renee and I met initially working for a beauty company in New York City. Um, We worked together for several years, um, and then we went our different ways, um, and uh, when I left the company, I ended up getting my master's degree um, in sustainability, and I learned about hydroponics, which I thought was really interesting because hydroponics is all about growing plants with uh, water and not in soil. So right. it was a fascinating concept for me. Um, and so Renee and I uh, reunited after a couple of years, and I said, hey, Renee, um, what do you think about this idea? Because beauty companies have been known to formulate with uh, plant extracts. And I said, well, what about hydroponic plant extracts? So we began the conversation, and Renee's like, wow, this is a great idea. So we put our two heads together and have been working on the brand for a number of years before we launched, which okay. was in early 2020. Okay. All right. So, Renee, your side of the story. <laughs> it's not much different. Um, we we worked together, I would say, uh, four years, Marjorie, and mm-hmm. um, stayed friends throughout our time after. And um, we have always bounced ideas off of one another. We both come from entrepreneurial families and mm-hmm. have always had a passion for... Uh, doing creative tinkering on the side. So this was something we both uh, thought passionately about. Um, One of the interesting things is that my father actually grew up on a farm. So I was very, you know, much aware of different types of growing methods, Mm -hmm. uh, but was not uh, that familiar with hydroponics. What makes the hydroponics, and either of you um, can answer and just say who you are, um, what makes the hydroponics different and particularly healthier for the skin? Mm. Hydroponics is a sustainable agricultural technology whereby you grow plants in water and not soil. And what that means is the plants are... uh, Soil-grown plants are, you know, uh, cultivated with chemical, toxic chemical pesticides 
uh, and fertilizers. Um, so a lot of what's in the soil ends up being in an uptake to the plant. Um, whereas with hydroponics, the plants are grown in water, in nutrient-dense water, without toxic chemicals and pesticides. So, mm-hmm. so that the extracts are cleaner um, and greener than uh, you would get from uh, plant extracts grown in soil. Hmm. Anything to there, add to that? Go yeah, there, there's... What's interesting about soil, and, and a lot of people don't think about this, is there's wonderful minerals and, and things that we need, you know, to be healthy. But there are also things in the soil that could be detrimental, um, such as lead, arsenic, mercury, these heavy metals that you're kind of seeing some buzz about this in the news recently because they're with baby food, you know, you're finding, you're hearing about this tainting of baby food, but really what that is, is it's derived from soil-grown plants. So what happens is when a plant grows in the soil, naturally it's going to absorb all of these wonderful nutrients that we need, but it's also going to absorb some of these bad ingredients. Mm-hmm. With hydroponics, you don't get any of the bad ingredients. You only get the good stuff because that's what is fed into the mineral-enriched water. Mm. So when you make extracts from those plants, you're getting this much healthier extract than you would if something is grown in soil. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, organic or not. A Mm -hmm. soil is, is soil. What about, why tomatoes? Why did you choose tomatoes? Why not blueberries or strawberries that we hear has, have so many antioxidants in them, particularly blueberries? Well, tomatoes are, are a superfruit. I mean, they have, they're chock full of everything. Uh, they also, from a hydroponic perspective, they are very readily available for us. Mm. So when we were doing this and we were looking and looking at what was currently being done and what was being cultivated this way, tomatoes were one of the top vegetables and fruits that were being grown hydroponically. And what a better way, what a better ingredient to start with than, than tomatoes. And is it, is it purely tomatoes? Are there other ingredients as well in terms of what, what makes up the, the, the work, the skin care? No, we, we do have other goodies in there, other uh, ingredients, natural ingredients that do have wonderful skin benefits, uh, cocoa butter, shea butter, uh, grapeseed oil. Mm. Um, all of those things have very positive benefits to the skin. So we do incorporate those as well. But the, okay. the, our hydrosol that's made from the hydroponic tomatoes is uh, our leading ingredient. Hmm. Let's talk about the business part of this, you know, in creating this. I mean, skincare is so prevalent. There are so many brands out there. How did you do your research and how did you you know, have the confidence to think, you know, this is different, but we think we can make this happen. So whoever wants to answer that. So um, the tomatoes, specifically the antioxidant of lycopene, um, has been a proven antioxidant specifically for anti-aging. So we knew that we had the right super ingredient to make the um, super hydrosol extra- extract. Um, and Renee and I together have well over um, 20 plus years of beauty experience. So um, from a formulating standpoint and also from a business standpoint and knowing what works um, in terms of formulation and also knowing, um, being very, you know, well aware of what's out there in the marketplace, we knew that we would be able to formulate a great product what we didn't know was how would hydroponic um, extracts play in the formulation, the efficacy, and, and whatnot. Um, so we did a lot of research, a lot of primary research, 
um, through not only academic papers, but also what we could learn from the trade. And uh, we found that, number one, there's no other brand, as far as we know, really in the world, that has hydroponic extract ingredients. Mm. Um, and then from a product development standpoint, and we were fortunate in that we were able to trademark hydroponic skincare. Um, and from a formulation standpoint, we worked really hard. Renee worked really hard on the product development side with um, many of our, um, our vendors that would help to um, actually formulate the cream. Um, and we found, and once you have an opportunity to try it, that um, the efficacy level of the cream was at least, if not better, um, than what you would see in some of the anti-aging creams out on the market. And the formula, mm. as we've gotten uh, feedback from our customers, is like delicious and lovable, um, is mm. how one of our customers uh, put it. So we really felt that, you know, we felt confident that we had the right product. We certainly felt confident that we had the right formulation and technology story. Um, because it's not only, you know, Patricia, about putting out a great cream for our customers, which we always aspire to do, but it's also the whole story about hydroponics and the importance of hydroponics to the environmental sustainability of our world was also important to us that we get this message out. So the authenticity of, you know, every single step of the research, of the formulation, um, and the education of hydroponics skincare and hydroponics in general was a very important thing for us to be able to deliver on. Mm, very good. All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to Marjorie Lau and Renee Ordino. They are the creators and founders of Marlowe Hydroponic Skincare. And uh, it, it, it's really, it's a, it's a non-toxic, pure, and potent skincare. And we'll talk more about it in terms of hydroponics and how they worked and what people are saying and, you know, and also the whole business part of uh, running this kind of company and also creating it during COVID, which will be very interesting because they created it kind of at launch during the beginning of COVID last year. So again, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And my guests for the whole hour are Marjorie Lau and Renee Ordino, and they are creators and co-founders of Marlowe Hydroponic Skincare, which is cleaner beauty for a better world. They met uh, working together in a, in a cosmetic company a few years ago, stayed in touch, and they used, they combined their skills and created this uh, amazing product that is based on hydroponics and tomatoes. Welcome back, Marjorie and Renee. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, how did you come up with Marlowe? Now, I can see the Mar for Marjorie, but where's where's Renee in here? <laughs> <laughs> well, coincidentally, it just starts with the M-A-R for Marjorie, but it's really our initials. Um, ML and RO. Oh, okay. That are combined together. Yes, now I see it. Okay, very good. And <clears throat> one thing so, that's interesting about the name is that the word Mar also means sea in many languages. Uh, yes. So it has the, there's that water connotation water there component. as well. Yeah, yeah. So I've got to ask you this question. You know, you started this line during COVID, and and you're in a competitive marketplace. So, did you have any naysayers? Did people say, you know, what are you doing? I mean, we're in the middle of pandemic, and you're creating something new, and it's skincare, and people have their skincare. Um, and if you did have naysayers, how did you navigate that? That's a good question, uh, Patricia. Um, well, you know. Uh, all, many, and if not all of our friends, knew that we were well on the way to bringing our idea to life. So for our community that was close and uh, close into us, I think, you know, there wasn't any surprise that we were coming out with this new cream. Um, of course, there was the surprise for everybody, not just for us, of the onset of the pandemic. Um, but like most of the, most other companies, and in fact, we kind of sort of didn't um, really feel the impact of that as much as other brands that have brick-and-mortar retail stores um, Mm. because we did not start our business as a retail store distribution business, but we were basically a DTC or in the lingo of retail direct-to-consumer, which is DTC, we decided deliberately that we would start as a DTC brand, so we didn't have any brick and mortar to be concerned about when the pandemic right. hit. So it wasn't really a difficult pivot for us because we had been operating in that space anyway. I see. I see. And how did you first um, get the word out? Did you have t- like focus groups and test runs where you let people try the product? Uh, how did you? How did you? Get it out. How did you market? Right. So when we developed the cream, uh, obviously you don't develop a cream and you have it like spot on right away. Um, it was a lot of loving hands at home, friends and family that we shared our idea, the positioning of the brand, you know, the initial prototype formulations of the brand and, you know, really um, listen carefully to what our potential customers were saying. Um, And we really took that to heart because we wanted to deliver to our customers, you know, the most um, incredible cream um, that they had hoped for in this anti-aging segment. Um, As we developed the cream um, and we heard back, and uh, as we launched the cream and heard back from our customers, you know, we are always serving our customers and soliciting input, um, both in terms of, you know, the aesthetics of the cream, how are they enjoying that, as well as the payout on the benefits of the cream. Um, how so did you, we what were some had, of the things you heard? So some of the things that we heard was this, this cream, uh, oftentimes, you know, customers will say with the cream formula, 
that it's very occlusive um, and that it's almost too heavy on the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the feedback that we heard from our customers was it just melts right into your skin. It absorbs nicely. Mm-hmm. It goes on smoothly. Um, my skin doesn't feel oily or greasy as some of the creams that um, the customers had tried. And it just, it just, it just like absorbed um, with no sort of sticky afterfeel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were a lot of positive statements about the aesthetics and how it, quote unquote, lays down on the skin. And then we also heard from customers, regardless of their skin type, of how moisturizing the cream was for them. Um, and then also how, how much it helped to minimize their lines and wrinkles. Um, and just to even out the skin tone. So it was really, um, it was really a, a great cream for a variety of skin types. And also, you know, we have a variety of um, ages that are in our customer base. So it was, it was like the miracle cream in a way. Mm. Okay. Um, that was Marjorie, right? Yes. Sorry. Okay. If that's okay. Renee, um, your comments about this. Oh, I, there's not much more to really add to what Marjorie uh, just said. Um, we were just over the moon happy with the comments that we were getting back from our, mm. our customers. That's uh, great. Really just positive, the positive feedback. Um, you know, some, when it comes to skin care and cosmetics, it's a very subjective realm. Um, so to get so many people so happy with what we put out there, we were really just very excited. Hmm. One, of you, our customers had told us, one of our customers had told us, she said, she said, blue makes my face feel wonderful, um, and to me, that was enough. And then she said, but I want you to know that a month into using it, people, like she said, even stranger, strangers told her that her skin glowed. And she said, wow. you know, I really didn't understand it at the time. But she said, several weeks later, I looked at myself in the mirror, and she's like, wow, I really did glow. Um, my skin looks more flawless um, and feels a lot more moisturized. So um, I think it was, a, you know, it was like, this revelation to her as well. Um, she wasn't necessarily seeing it the first few days, but people kept telling her about it. Mm. And then she, it's almost as if she work, wake, woke up one day and said, wow, oh my God, you know, I looked in the mirror and it, I really do look different. So yeah. um, there were a lot of ahas like that, I think, that we got from our customer feedback. Right. And, and now, I think it's great ahead. because we do, we do stay in touch with our customers. We like to... Um, hear from them, we email, and um, it's great to hear, especially after they use the product for a while, to hear about the the positive effects on their skin, too. I mean, we, we love the instant gratification part of it, that, you know, they put it on and it melts in and it's beautiful, but we really, we do love hearing about the improvement to their skin over time. That's really what makes us happy. Um, that is a good indication of an excellent skincare product. And another thing that one of the, you know, adding to what Marjorie was saying about the glowing skin, we also have a customer whose husband is also sneaking the cream and using it as well. And we thought that was pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's one thing to, I have to tell this story because this is, I have a very, very good girlfriend. This is Marjorie um, from high school. And um, she and her husband have a bathroom that has a double sink. And my friend Lisa, the one who ordered uh, 13 creams in 11 months, but my friend Lisa, she had her Marlowe cream, her jar, sitting on her side of the double sink. Every morning she'd get up and she'd go to reach for her cream and the jar was on her husband's side of the double sink. Mm-hmm. And um, she would say to him, hey, and my nickname in high school was Marge, M-A-R-J, and she'd say, hey, Frank, don't steal my Marge cream. And so, 
the two of them don't call it the Marlowe cream. They call it the Marge cream. Um, So we were, that was a really funny story. We actually posted that up on our Instagram channel. Um, And one thing I also wanted to add to what Renee was saying is that oftentimes um, you'll hear uh, women or men who are using products and they're like, ugh, I really don't like how that smells. Like fragrance is a very polarizing thing. Um, And one of the things that we hear consistently from our customers is that the smell is lovely is what they say. Um, it's not overly fragranced, and we, we were very deliberate, uh, Patricia, about this because we, Renee and I, are sensitive to fragrance and the way that it uh, things smell. So that's another thing that is um, challenging in the product development process is getting the um, fragrance level right because we're not a fragranced thinker brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another aspect in formulation that was that was challenging. Yeah, interesting. Well, but but again, you've gotten some really positive feedback, and it sounds like it's just been so far a wonderful experience. I want to ask you before the break, because we're about to take a break. Um, when you grow the tomatoes, and it, obviously it comes from seeds, do you get the seeds yourself, or how how do you develop the tomatoes? What we had originally done when we started making the hydrosol, I this is Renee. I actually grew the tomatoes in my kitchen, and mm. that's what how we started. Um, in the beginning. Now that we are in production and we are manufacturing the cream, we have to source them from elsewhere uh, because we need larger batches. And um, so we, we source here in the United States. You source the seeds? We source the, to- the tomato itself. So what we do is we take the grown tomatoes, the hydroponic grown tomatoes, mm. and we distill them. I see. And you, I see. You would get them already. They're already grown hydroponically when you got them. Correct. Got the, yes. Okay. Yeah. And distill originally them. Originally, when and, we started, we did grow them ourselves. Right. And when you say distill them, um, what do you mean? Then we'll go to break. So uh, when you distill them, it's, it's a... I had a distillery, essentially, that I hooked up to my kitchen sink... And what you do is you steam distill the tomatoes. And what that, what that yields is a very potent hydrosol. It's, it's very similar to how uh, alcohol is made. I see. Um, very clean ingredients. So this is how we derive our super lycopene hydrosol from the hydroponic tomatoes. That's, oh, wow. And that's what you're using. You're using yeah. that lycopene, right, hydrosol. Great. Yeah. And then what do you do with the tomatoes after that? Oh, I see. You can't really use the tomato after that because you've already distilled it. Correct? Right. Correct. Got it. Correct. That's fascinating. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more to Marjorie Lau and Renee Ordino, who are co-founders and creators of Marlowe Hydroponic Skin Care, which, um, which comes from a potent hydrosol from the distillate of hydroponically grown tomatoes and it's an exclusive skincare line stay tuned folks you're listening to the patricia raskin positive living show right here on voiceamerica.com america's voice we will be right back the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. My guests today are Marjorie Lau, and Renee Ordino, and they are co-creators and founders of Marlowe Hydroponic Skincare, which is cleaner beauty for a better world. And it, it started as a makeshift lab in Renee's kitchen, and they began compounding a potent hydrosol from the distillate of hydroponically grown tomatoes, which became Marlowe's exclusive skincare line, which uses sustainable technology of hydroponics at its core. Welcome back, Marjorie and Renee. All right. Thank you, Patricia. Uh, you're welcome. Let's talk about a little more about um, the distillate itself and the hydrosol. So, um, Renee or Marjorie, whoever. Sure. Hi, it's Renee. Um, one thing that was so incredible about what we did with our brand was that we made our own active ingredient. And that is derived from hydroponically grown tomatoes. What makes it so special is that there currently isn't any other brands that use hydroponic ingredients. And it's wonderful to be first to market. However, it's, it's also a little bit tougher because we had to make the ingredient ourselves. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, I set up a makeshift, kitch, a makeshift lab in my kitchen to derive this ingredient. Um, but what, what normally happens, and I'm speaking as a cosmetic chemist, is that when you make a product, you work with raw material suppliers who will uh, provide ingredients for you to make your lotion or your body wash or your perfume. Uh, in this case, because there were no raw, ma- raw material suppliers of hydroponic ingredients, we did have to make it ourselves. So it was great in the beginning because we were, we were making it by hand and... Um, that that's what is also what makes it so unique is that we handmade our active ingredient. But so now, that, but you, that, you, you still don't, you don't hand make it anymore, correct? Well, we, we have someone that, um, that makes it for us because they have a, they're able to make it, make it at a larger capacity than what I could make in my kitchen. And they're also in a little bit of a safer environment rather than, you know, they're in a manufacturing facility. Yep, so that's going to make a big difference. The actual process, um, Patricia, is we would take uh, hydroponic, uh, 
tomatoes from, from Renee's garden. And what has to happen is we had to dehydrate the tomatoes first. So then we dehydrated it. Um, and after the dehydration process, then we would distill the tomatoes in um, Renee's makeshift distillate, distillation um, uh, set up in her kitchen. And when you distill something, um, it actually creates a, um, a liquid, you know, from the distillation, and that liquid is what's called the hydrosol. So then we would take the hydrosol and then we would work with our formulators who can do things at scale, um, and we would mix the hydrosol in with the other ingredients um, of the cream. And that is the actual sort of step-by-step, if you will, mm. of, you know, from the point of growing the tomatoes all the way down to making the cream. So, so it's not okay. just a one-shot, stop, you know, a one-shot um formulation no, it's a lot of steps along the way yeah i guess my question is why hasn't this been done before is it that it's complicated that no one's ever thought of it that it's just why do you think this and it's wonderful that this is a first and you've created something you know that's so needed but why do you think you were the first yeah, you know it's a really good question it's marjorie uh, patricia a really great question and I, coming out of uh, my master's degree, at, at, you know, in sustainability, I was scratching my head and was like, well, why hasn't anybody thought of this before? Um, and it, it is surprising to us, um, but, you know, I, I, I think we just attribute it to the fact that there's an industry, sustainability and agricultural sustainability, that, you know, lives in its silo, and then there's the beauty industry that lives in its silo, and, you know, perhaps we are the ones who just made that integration happen, um, because it was very surprising to us as well, but the fact that we were able to trademark hydroponic skincare really does speak to the point that we are the one that owns the mark, and therefore there's not a product out there, as far as we know, and even from you know, a legal research standpoint that there is something like this out there. Mm. So, right, and, and, and you know, just to add to that, this is, is, oh. go ahead. Yeah, it's and just to just that cross pollinate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's um, it's interesting. What do you see going further with this? Do you feel that you will have right now? You have this wonderful revitalizing cream. Will that, will you expand on the line or will you uh, work with the one cream? What do you think? Oh, definitely we would expand. So we, we have already, we have a calendar, a three-year calendar of products that we would love to do. Uh, our next product is a face cleanser that we will be launching in April. We're estimating April. We've had some delays with um, shipments, mainly because of of COVID and right. now the the big winter storm across the West. Um, but we are going to be launching with a cleanser next, and you know we have plans for for other products. We have um, ideas for other hydroponic extracts that we would like to use. Mm. You know, I have to tell you, when I'm listening to you, do you know what the first thing I'm thinking of? It's just, it's coming, is Shark Tank. Have you thought about that? (laughs) A lot of people ask us that. Uh, It's Marjorie. A lot of people ask us that. Um, But, you know, our feeling, and we'll harken back to a point earlier, is that um, we really uh, pride ourselves on authenticity um, and making sure that we are developing the best product, the very best product for our customer base. Um, We know a lot of brands, you know, rush to Shark Tank and think about it. Um, But, you know, it's more important for us at this point in the game to focus on delivering what we feel is the best product um, with the best 
ingredients and the best story that we have with our customers yeah. rather than looking to commercialize and scale right away. Yeah. We really want to do it right. Yeah. And also, too, sometimes when you partner, not always, you lose some of that. You know, that that can also happen. Not always, but sometimes... Right. Right. You know, sometimes that happens. Yeah, I'm sure people right. ask you that because that's, you know, you right. think about these innovative products and that's often what you see. What would be your advice to people, to people listening who are thinking, boy, I'd love to develop something, um, you know, and it's it's new. I mean, it's, it's new in that it hasn't been done this way before. What would be your advice to people who are entrepreneurs and want to create a new product? Do it. Well, I think this is Renee. <laughs> you know, there's always, believe me, it's the scariest thing to, to, to do, like to really take that leap and do it. Um, but what, what is that saying that uh, winners, winners only win because they're afraid to lose? Because they're not afraid to lose, right? Is that the saying that I'm thinking of? Um, you just have to just do it. You got to take the leap and and do it. And, and of I think course, I mean, you naturally, are, have you have your research done and so forth. But um, I think to yeah. add to Renee's point about that is, it's really important to have passion for what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're thinking about the end game and how much you can sell your business for, rather than starting your business because you're passionate about it, that's, for us, not a winning combination. Um, We are both extremely passionate about what we are doing in terms of bringing innovation to the skincare industry, number one. And number two, we are really passionate about our sustainability positioning and ability to use um, a sustainable agricultural technology hydroponics to create our product. And we are really passionate about making sure that we educate not just our customers, but the world at large in the best way that we can about issues in environmental sustainability. It's really important to us. And if people visit our site, marlohydroponics.com, we have a tab where we post blogs. And those blog posts are not just about hydroponics and not just about Marlowe, but those blog posts are about all different topics and issues in sustainability. So um, we will, you know, communicate that way to people who visit our website about, like, what are some of the facts about our water supply? Why should we be concerned about... um, Loving hydroponics because when you grow something hydroponically, you don't need as much land as you do when you grow conventionally. Um, When you use hydroponics, the water in the hydroponic growing system is recirculated and Mm -hmm. refreshed with nutrients. So you're not using as much water as one would if you're growing Mm -hmm. in soil. If you're Mm -hmm. growing hydroponically... You don't have water runoff as you do in soil-grown, um, you know, um, plantings. You don't have water runoff that contains chemical fertilizers or chemical pesticides, which ultimately trickle down into aquifers in the soil, which ultimately ends up in oceans and rivers polluting with toxicity. Um, when okay. you are growing hydroponically because you're growing in a hothouse, um, you can grow plants anytime during the year. So the plants, there's no seasonality to the, to the growing season. Um, so, you know, so there are a lot of benefits, environmental benefits, to using hydroponics to grow, grow plants. And so we're equally passionate about educating the public about these things. Okay. All right. Um, all right. We're just going to keep moving. And instead of taking a break, we're going to go through to the end of the program. And let's talk about, for both of you, um, what you see, you know, you've been talking about, you know, sustainability. What do you see for our planet, for the climate? 
What do you see um, in terms of these kinds of products being developed? Do you think we'll have more hydroponic products developed in the future? What do you see for sustainability in general in developing products? Well, right. So it's Marjorie. I, I think I think we hope, and we're not just talking now about Marlow in particular, but I think that hydroponics, um, we believe that hydroponics offers a great societal solution to um, to a couple of things for our environment. One is, for those reasons that I just mentioned, land conservation, uh, water conservation, um, fewer toxic, toxic pollution um, pollutants into our waterways. But hydroponics can also be grown vertically. We can have hydroponic gardens, and they're often called vertical gardens. Yes. These gardens can be located in urban centers where it may not be easy to get access to fresh fruits and vegetables, but if you can locate a hydroponic garden or a vertical garden in an urban center, the footprint doesn't take that much because you're growing vertically. Um, So you can offer that community fresh food, um, easy access to fresh food that doesn't have to be trucked in from California or Florida, which, you know, you, you, you increase the carbon footprint every time you have to transport things from one side of the country to the other or one place to another. So hydroponics mm-hmm. can provide access to food also in areas that, um, and, and, you know, sort of touch on uh, um, social justice for communities that, you know, where there is a food desert, as an example, and perhaps there are only bodegas around, and so there's very little little fresh food and uh, vegetables for that local community. So there are a couple different things just in terms of conservation, water, land, pollutants, um, reduction of uh, carbon footprint because you're not transporting from far distances, um, and giving accessibility to communities where these gardens are located. Oh, which is great. Okay, anything else to add to that, Renee? Um, no, I think Marjorie mm-hmm. is pretty good at covering that. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit more about um, how you are marketing this in terms of how you're letting people know. And this speaks to the way they're promoting products today. You know, today it's no longer the yellow pages, right? It's no longer the big ads the way we did traditionally, the newspaper ads. It's now online. So do you use Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and Pinterest? What do you do to get the message of your product out there? And what do you suggest to other people, particularly in your kind of a business that's very visual, very visual? Are you doing videos? Are you doing um, demonstrations? I mean, how are you letting people know? Right. Well, certainly social media, being a DTC brand, and even if you're not a DTC brand, social media plays a really important role in terms of promoting and educating and, you know, um, bringing awareness to your product. Um, And you're right, beauty is a very visual category. So we use Instagram and Facebook a great deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And we love, you know, when our community has uh, conversations about us, you know, on their social platforms as well. Um, We do use uh, Twitter and to a lesser extent LinkedIn. We we see that as a platform, those as platforms for more for educating as opposed to, you know, promoting in the traditional way. Right. Um, another thing, another thing that's very important to us is partnerships. Um, not only with who we affiliate from a, a vendor standpoint, but partnerships, for example, um, one of my classmates, this is Marjorie, one of my classmates uh, from my sustainability program is one of the, I would say, most well-known um, persons in the field of hydroponics. And we try to find partnerships like that so that we can, you know, share our message about Marlowe with our partner and vice versa to get the word out to audiences um, who may be interested in learning about our brand. 
Um, we are also in the process of doing video um, so that we can explain to customers and potential customers just exactly what we're doing here on the show as to, you know, how do you put it all together? Um, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, so trying to bring the product to life with video as well. So yeah. it's a combination, we would say, of social media, of partnerships, and then with, um, you know, trying to find opportunities to speak with people like yourself who are concerned not just about, hey, there's a new product, but also concerned about what's our story, what's our message, how did you do it? You know, the storytelling of our brand, we think, is so powerful, and we really want to get it out with people who can appreciate that. Yeah, which is wonderful. Thank you. All right, closing thoughts from both of you. You know, what's your message for our listeners today? What would you like to leave them with? Well, I think that, you know, one of our, our biggest brand messages is that, you know, and, and for me personally, that we've always dreamed of creating a skincare line that was, you know, pure and healthy, um, but being able to also create one that embraces sustainable principles is Truly amazing. And I think that we've achieved that with Marlowe. Wonderful. All right. Marjorie. So I would say, like Renee, my true passion is, is, is not only to create high quality skincare products, but it's also to use beauty as a platform to educate people about the response, the environment and our responsibility to nature um, that's why, you know, one of our mockers is to really make a beautiful difference in your skin and for the environment. Um, that, that truly is uh, one of our missions for the brand. Yeah, which is wonderful. So thank you so much. Uh, and let's have, tell people the website, please. Yes, it's Marlo, M-A-R-L-O. Hydroponics, H-Y-D-R-O-P-O-N-I-C-S dot com. And our handle is at Marlowe Skincare on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you. Thank you both, Marjorie and Renee, for being on this program. It was really Thank wonderful. You, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. No, Thank you so much, Patricia. You're welcome. Stay on for just a second. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, you can write to me, Patricia, patriciaraskin.com, if you'd like to be on my email list. And so I can send you my newsletter and you can see all the wonderful guests. You can like me on Facebook at Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Or if you want to do your own podcast and you're thinking about that, I've interviewed thousands of people and I help people put together their own podcasts. So until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.